Hello, hello, hello. Nicola Murphy, this is Kelly Crichton and we're hello recording Fox Force 5, <laughs> the podcast. And we're talking over each other already. <laughs> we're not in sync yet, are we? No. Mm. Hello, good morning. Hello. <laughs> it's very early. It's very early in the morning. So we're uh, we're a bit hungover from life, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes, it's uh, just a week and a bit to Christmas, so it's starting to get real and um, all is good. We survived the storm last week. It was actually fine. It was grand in Cork, really. Um, and other than that, that was it, really. I'm looking forward to kind of Christmassy stuff now I again. see uh, you're starting the Christmas pruning there. I see that you got the brows done. Got the brows oh, yes, done. Yes, well, we had a wedding last week, so they had to be done for that. They're a bit dark. <laughs> it's a bit like I have two <laughs> bushes sitting on top of my face, but sure, look. No, they look good. Trig the the wedding, go... they were worse, so <laughs> they've calmed down. More, as my friend... As my friend Una says, more is more. It's Christmas. Let's go. Uh, oh God, you go yeah. all out for Christmas. So why not? Uh, yeah. And you enjoyed the wedding? Your, yes, uh, your in-laws to be. Yes. Yes, you know? indeed. Yes. It was lovely. Very nice. Uh, in Ballymaloo. It was very nice altogether. Fancy food. How, fabulous. Yeah. How was the food? What did you have? Unreal. Um, it was a lovely selection, actually. So something fishy to start. It was like in a scallop shell. It was kind of like fishy white sauce with like breadcrumbs, you know, that kind of vibe in a scallop shell. It was mm. delish. And then I had melon in the, as the middle, you know, the little aperitif. And then I had duck, which was unreal. Melon, just regular melon. No, it's like melon. In the, no, like as in it's your, instead of like your sorbet or whatever, you know, you had like yeah. a little, no, oh, the like sorbet, a fancy. Yeah. I thought you meant. No, it was like melon balls in a fancy little glass with like a okay. nice juice. That's going to be like. Melon is a little bit basic. Oh, for a no, course. no, no. It was gorgeous <laughs> and like really beautiful the way they presented it. And then I duck. And then the, my favorite part of the whole thing was um, there's a dessert cart that goes around. So you pick off your dessert what? cart, which I loved. So I had mince pies and the most alcoholic whiskey cream I've ever had in my life. But it was delish. Yeah, lovely homemade mince pies and whiskey cream. Mm. Nice. And you glanced over duck. Lovely. Yeah, at a wedding. You wouldn't have to get duck at a wedding. Mm, mm. Nice. And actually loads of people went for it. On our table, nearly everyone went for it. So I was surprised by that. But because I love duck, so I'd like it on my own wedding menu. But um, yeah. So yes, that's the crack. Nice, nice. People are often torn between whether this time of year is a good time for a wedding or not. But I think it is. I think people are up for the party, aren't they? Yeah. Like, so it's nice. You had the entertainment of the storm, obviously, at the same time. So that might be was a bit stressful. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yes, we had a... It was lovely. We had a pretty quiet weekend. I got, as they say, pinged last week here, which means if you've got the COVID tracing app, if you're in close contact with someone, it pings you. So mm. FFS Wednesday night got pinged. So I had to go for PCR test on Thursday, but I had to self-isolate. So mm-hmm. missed my Christmas party on Friday oh, no. night, which was a bummer. So a very quiet weekend. Now I got a negative result Friday night, so it was grand. I kind of knew I was fine, yeah. but you know, they're saying some some people are asymptomatic, obviously. So it's worth doing the whole thing anyway. Yeah, it's just kind of brings the whole thing, makes it more real when that happens. Because you're like, oh, and <laughs> and just like that, which we'll be mentioning later. But and just like that, your Christmas is fucked. You know what I mean? Like potentially. So that was a bit stressful. But anyway, it was fine by the weekend. And then just sort of finished up doing some Christmas bits because I had no hangover. It was great. Um, and Saturday and Sunday, we actually went out for a festive drink. The whole family. It was nice on Saturday. <laughs> like hot chocolate all around took, or what? <laughs> when we took the girls, yeah, to the pub and like, um, I had a mulled wine actually. It was delicious. And Stuart had some sort of fancy 
ginger whiskey tea infusion thing. They actually make, gave him like a pot, like a teapot Aww. of this stuff. It was nice. And the girls had hot chocolates and they were so nice, the people in the bar. They put on like um, Netflix cartoons for the girls. And oh, it was it's just so, so nice. Lovely. Yeah, really atmospheric and um, full of doggos, that place as well. So it was really cute. But um, And then... Sunday I was doing a bit of work and stuff and we went to visit our friends Woody and Di and Kemi who got a new little Springer Spaniel puppy oh my Aww. god um, which he's go- oh he is gorgeous I had to stop myself going on to the Edinburgh <laughs> dog and cat home after it oh he's as cute pissing all over the place like but uh, he's fab so Cluron is his name which means thistle in Gaelic oh so love it it's cute. very nice because he was Mr. Purple at the uh, when he was born he was one of seven or something and so they called them all colours he was Mr. Purple so purple they wanted something purple themed so they went to uh, Clurin lovely this is a great idea cute isn't yeah, it fair. yeah 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 so that was our weekend yeah very wholesome <laughs> <laughs> well I suppose you have to be good as well because you're coming home hopefully so yes oh yeah 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 totally totally so we're trying to limit our contacts and all that but sure Mean shirts, you know, one from one end of the week to the other. Mm. So, and the house hunt continues. We saw a nice house last week. So, you know, see what happens with that. But um, it's all go. It's all go. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose we better sh- get a shift on with this anyway. So, um, I have to find my notes first, mind. Did you um, put up your Christmas tree yet? I'd see you were a bit late. Oh, yeah, last week. Oh, yeah, last week. I did last week. Actually, I felt grand because they were talking about it in the work chat there last week and loads of people hadn't theirs up. And I was like, right, we're actually ahead of the game here because <laughs> I think it's people with children mostly get forced to put it up early. So I thought we're not doing too bad. We did up the start last week. Yeah, so. absolutely. Oh, my God. It's so much easier to decorate this house. It's like, you know, we've only got one sort of big room <laughs> instead of like five or whatever. Um and in fact, one whole box of decorations I haven't even found. Oh, God, um, you don't know where it is. It's in the attic somewhere, is it? There's somewhere, but I actually was like, there's enough decorations up. I just couldn't be bothered. So yeah. um, it'll be a surprise for next year what's in that box. <laughs> all my Christmas, all my Christmas tea towels are in there, though, which is kind oh, of annoying no, me. But anyway. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some jumpers, I'd say, some Christmas jumpers. But anyway, so there you go. That was the weekend. Yep. We are ready for Christmas. Um... Right, should we should we get started? We then? shall. We Anything shall. Else you want to talk no, about? no, kick off, <laughs> kick off. Okay, up first, number one. One. So this is things to do at Christmas that don't involve Christmas. <laughs> first up is look for a new job. It's that time of year where things can seem tiresome. And the dark days keep us indoors more. And you know what? Maybe it's time for motivation. So when you're lying on the couch over the next couple of weeks, let your fingers do the walking, as Telecom used to say. There might not be a lot of jobs going at this time, but you're certainly going to be able to do some research and consider who you would like to work for. So take some time and head into 2022 with a career move plan. Second, exercise. Again, perhaps not one of the things that springs <laughs> to mind, but look at those mad feckers who jump into the Liffey or the 40 foot on Christmas Day. There's something to be said for getting out of the lazy funk of lying down, eating and drinking. It doesn't have to be sea swimming, though. So just get out for a walk or a run or play a game of football. You could reenact the Christmas Day football match between the Allies and the Germans in World War One. Uh, so you, if you've got any neighbours you don't like, drop them a WhatsApp and see if you can be friends for one day. <laughs> or for one match and in the spirit of festive love and the baby Jesus Christ Amen Well don't do what our beloved brother did there two years ago and uh, what did he do his Achilles uh, tendon <laughs> Was that at Christmas was yeah, it? Yeah it was it was like Stephen's Day or the 27th or something Yeah. Oh, so geez. mind yourselves also <laughs> 
Yeah, and if you're not, yeah, exactly. And if you don't exercise regularly, maybe warm up. <laughs> yeah. Before. Uh, number three, call someone you haven't spoken to all year. In this modern digital age, we can be guilty of simply dropping a WhatsApp or liking a picture or post and not actually talking to the other human beings we used to be friendly with. So why not pick up the phone and say hello? Best case scenario, you'll have a great chat uh, that will fill you with joy. Worst case scenario, you'll remember they're a total dick. And well, you've learned something new in that case, haven't you? <laughs> remember they're a total dick. <laughs> it's true, though. But you know what I do find, though, lately? It's like trying to find the fucking time for a phone call. Sometimes it's like our lives are so uh, busy. It's away. stupid. Yeah. But it's stupid well, I'll, you, I'll give you some insight there now. Myself and my friends, especially ones that have kids, we have actually come around to the whole, there's no point in waiting for a time when you have half an hour or 40 minutes or an hour to call someone. You literally have to call them when you're driving to the shop or you're walking back <laughs> to school or whatever and say hello for five minutes yeah. and just be like, hi, how are you? What are the top lines? You know, and if you get to do that once every couple of weeks, you still feel like you're kind of in touch. You mightn't be having the big, long, in-depth chats like, but at least you're it's contact. You yeah. know what I mean? So take those moments, you know, is what I'm saying. But anyway, my point here was actually we will have time over Christmas for these kind of things, potentially. Yeah. No, I was just thinking because. My lovely friend Denise is in Canada and I haven't found the time the last few weeks to call her. You know, it's terrible. But um, this Sunday now I have nothing on. So we're going to do it on Sunday. But like it's the time difference, too, because by the time mm. she finishes work, it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm just not social at that time of night. <laughs> do I go to bed at half no, 10 see, every that's night? It. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And by the time you like get the kids to bed and get cleaned up and all that and eat, it's like half eight, nine o'clock and all you want to do is watch one hour of television before you pass out, yes. you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. everyone's everyone's the same. And that's not saying anything about, you know, how much you care about your friends or not. It's just life, isn't it? it is, you know, yeah. we's busy. January will be a good time for that as well when things are a bit quieter. Mm. Um, number four, try something new. Variety is the spice of life. People, uh, I wrote this last night and I didn't punctuate it for some reason. <laughs> variety, variety is the spice of life, people. So why not try something new? Perhaps you've been meaning to take up an instrument or listen to a podcast for the first time. Although unlikely if you're listening to this one. No. <laughs> uh, but maybe you haven't listened to a crime podcast before. So do that. Meditation? Why not? you got to start somewhere and the internet being what it is, you will find a guide to whatever you want to do. Just remember, if it's tantric sex, you're going to have to ask the permission of another person <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, your audio is completely cut out there. Oh, I sorry. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was probably trying to save you from my uh, <laughs> shrieks. Oh, God. Kelly. <laughs> uh, f- number five. Finally, read. If you want, ask Santa for a book or simply find whatever is on the shelf in your mother's house. Whatever is there, just pick up a good old fashioned book and read it. It's a good it's good for your mental health, especially in comparison with other forms of media. Books can help you relax, de-stress and dive into a world that is alien to yours in a good way. If you don't know where to start, there are tons of books on the uh, year lists, you know, top books of the year going around at the moment. Uh, but you can't beat Charles Dickens if you're really <laughs> stuck. However, to avoid Christmas, Dickens probably isn't the best bet because he talk, I think he talks about Christmas in every single book he ever wrote. So, yeah, there are. Kelly Crichton's top five things to do over Christmas. <laughs> or you could, don't Christmas. you could listen to a book also. Um, I find this that, again, trying to get the time to sit down and read a book may not happen, but like while you're passing around cleaning the house or going for a walk or whatever, you could listen to a book. So yeah, me and Jerry are sharing his audible. So I've been listening to books more. Um, and yeah, it's nice. 
different uh, podcast. You get so used to listening to podcasts that you kind of forget that it's such a different format listening to a book, yeah. you know. But it's good. I like I like listening to an old autobiography on Yeah. That's that's me as well. Like I, I always was like, Oh, audiobooks feels like something old people would do because they can't see the small print, <laughs> you know. And then I started doing it. And I couldn't believe it because I literally never had time to read books ever. You know, the only time I would ever get time to read was book was if I was on holidays yeah. like on my own. I mean, how often does that happen? So or if I was doing a long journey where I wasn't driving again, how often does that happen? Like never in the last two years. So Audible has been like a lifesaver. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I mix it up. I do podcasts and books, but I'm reading um, Miriam Margoli's autobiography at the moment on Audible. And it was like 18 hours long or something. So I've got loads of credits built up because it's taken me oh, so hilarious. long to listen yeah. to it. So that's one sort of disadvantage of going for the longer books on Audible. You know, you kind of get stuck in them. But um, no, it's great. Audible's super handy. So, yeah, looking forward share to it. That. Share your Audible and then others can take your credits and stuff. It's handy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't true. think we should that's probably be promoting that, you know. But, oh, <laughs> but it's handy because like I've one or two things now on Jers like and because he had like six spare credits or whatever you know so it's a good mm. idea so yeah usually I'm just about so you get one credit a month for about I think it's 9.99 a month mm. something like that and that is just about right because a few people I know who were thinking about getting it were like oh I'll never read that much but actually if you don't read those epic long ones if you read kind of five six seven eight hour ones yeah a month is grand like you you will use it you know yeah. so um and actually it's kind of nice sometimes when you build some up because the odd time the odd time I would stop reading something if I'm not enjoying it, you know, so it's handy to have one or two spare. Yeah. Um, I used to be obsessed with not, you know, I couldn't not finish something even if it was shit, but I've kind of, I've realised life's too short for that. Yeah, time is precious. If something is shit, like same with a TV show or whatever, I just kind of give up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So there you go. There's loads of ideas for what to do over the next few weeks. There you go. Number two. Two. Speaking of TV shows and giving up, but uh, no, actually, I haven't done that in a while. But so, yes, we shall talk about Sex and City in a minute. Although, like how you lasted until yesterday and didn't see all the spoilers. Sure, there were spoilers everywhere. I did see the spoiler. I knew what was happening. No, I knew what was happening. Like the internet ruins things. It does. And now, like even with Succession Final, I'm like, if somebody ruins this to me and we only started watching them now because they've all built up. (laughs) If someone ruins it for me, I'm going to lose my shit. Actually... (laughs) Blind boy tweeted about it yesterday. He was like, can we, can everyone on the internet just agree not to put the succession spoilers out there, please? I know it's something to do with Siobhan. Anyway, the 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 finale in succession, but... But anyway, sorry, go back, go back, go back. No. I had seen the spoilers for just like that, but... So we should say now, if you haven't watched it, probably don't listen to the next week while because we are going to talk about the spoilers for the first episode anyway. But um, yes, mm. so spoiler alert. So from my opinion, now I watched the two of them. I watched them on Thursday as well. And mm. I'm so sad I invested in Now TV because I'm addicted to trash TV. So you get the two episodes on Now TV. It was on before you, it was on Sky on Thursday night. So I watched them. Mm. And uh, first... The first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrendous. I was like, this is yeah. trying so hard. Agreed. They're like, they're mm. introducing a black character in the first five minutes. Because Straight there's away. no yeah. black characters in the whole of the original mm-hmm. series, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. So they're introducing this black character to kind of make sure they're kind of, you know, making sure that they have, I suppose, a representation of all different sexes and creeds and races and all that. And then the podcast bit was like. Cringe. It was so cringe and so over the top. Mm-hmm. And even the acting in it, I found was just like awkward. And the bit where they talked about Samantha as well, 
And I was like, it was a bit very blatant. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of awkward. It was like, mm-hmm. mm, why do they have to go into it much? They, like, I thought they were just dealing with it by she's in London, that's it. But no, the way they had to go into yeah, like they could have left it there. Yeah. They could have left it there. It was like they were addressing it too much. But I would say we better tell people. So the first few minutes they're meeting for dinner or meeting for lunch, the three girls, Miranda, Carrie and Charlotte. And it's the usual chit chat, but like almost straight away, they bump into someone who says, where's Samantha? And they say she's in London and then we move along and then we meet Charlotte's black friend. And that's kind of the first 15 minutes. And actually I wanted to punch Carrie in the face with her glib one-liners yeah that and like dismissing so their stuff all the time and yeah. stuff it was oh yeah I found it first and then yeah, yeah. so they, they go outside the door then Carrie and Miranda and they have another conversation about Samantha and about how basically she fucked off to London after Carrie sacked her as her publicist because of Covid and stuff but but you know I think I actually quite enjoyed it what was your overall oh, no, overall I it? did enjoy it and look yeah. I mean the core values are still there of Sex and the City like yeah. you know the style was mm-hmm. incredible it was kind of nice to see them older and like, you know, actually embracing their age and like what they're doing with mm. life and stuff like that. But there was a few moments, just that first half an hour really that I thought, oh my yeah. God, you know. Mm-hmm. And even in this, uh, obviously like, you know, we have the big trauma. I had a good old cry, I have to say, like the way they did it was mm. very well done between, you know. Well, I knew he died before. I knew he died before I watched it. I was kind of glad. Yeah, well, I, I like, knew I something sad happened because mm. even that day on Thursday, people were watching it like Thursday morning and everyone was like, oh, I can't get over it. It's so sad, blah, blah. So like, although yeah. the producer did say they weren't going to kill anyone off, obviously that was a, a fib. But the way they did it, I thought was really good. Like, you know, with Lily playing the piano so, and then like he's on so the So again, peloton. for listeners like who haven't seen it, Carrie's at a Charlotte's daughter, Lily's, piano recital and we're like she's amazing and we're kind of seeing the recital and then we're seeing Big at home doing his Peloton and then he goes into the bathroom and he kind of slumps in the shower and Carrie comes home and finds him slumped in the shower and he's had a heart attack. Now it is a bit weird that she didn't stop to ring an ambulance Oh that's away. all everybody's on about yeah but listen Jesus <laughs> Christ it's, it's TV. But, but like to be honest TV, he looked exactly. fucked like so you know would anybody think straight like a lot of people will deal with things differently so I think like the uproar yeah. about that is so over over the top but anyway yeah. uh, everyone's just finding something to go on about when I was watching it I was like poor old Peloton because like <laughs> but just, you know Peloton have yeah. come out and brought an ad out with Richard North yeah 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 he's Richard North isn't it yeah um, and it, it's just like that he's alive again yeah 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 it's hilarious <laughs> very good but you know at the time well that was obviously it's when it came out in the last 48 hours but on the day when I was watching, I was like, this isn't great for Peloton. Like, I think they're going to be, you know, talking about this. But anyway. But Peloton, they must have told Peloton because they must have, yeah, how yeah. can you be shouting about someone's brand? They may have even paid them to have that mention yeah, in there yeah. and do the thing and cause all this stushy. Listen to us talking about Peloton. I know, yeah. There's probably listeners who maybe are wondering, what is Peloton? You know, it's yeah. this um, home home bike thing that you can hook up with live classes or whatever. Um, yeah, but the way they were referencing so, it was quite funny, you know, his trainer, like in Barcelona and all that. It was funny, like yeah. all that, you know, mm-hmm. and then. Um, but yeah, look, I thought they they did it very well and the grief in it was very sad. And um, the second. I episode, haven't seen the second episode oh, yet. Stop. So. All right. OK. Yeah. So again, there's so, a few but, interesting bits to talk about from that one as well. Like, but um, it definitely tugged at my heartstrings. I had a good cry at the end of the first one and definitely during the second one, I had a few tears as well. So it is good. Do but, you know what I thought about it? Like I've heard a few critics say, oh, it's trying it's trying too hard to be woke and all this. But actually what I think is 
there's a certain demographic out there who watched Sex in the City. And I mean, when I watched it, the characters were actually quite older than us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we were in our early 20s. They were supposedly in their kind of late 30s. And so for me, there was that kind of gap. I nearly feel like the gap was smaller watching it <laughs> last yeah. night. And I also felt that they are they are trying to bring themselves into this century, into this time. And rather than doing it subtly, they're doing it really blatantly mm. because you you can't do it subtly because it's so different and life now is so different. And I just thought, you know, that stuff with Miranda where she's saying all the wrong things in the class, like people live in fear of saying the wrong thing all the yeah. time, you know, and I know that was over the top. But obviously that her teacher character is going to become a more prevalent character in it as well, you know. And I just thought, you know what, you've got to embrace it for what it is. It's got its roots in a different time and they're trying to bring it up to date. So I say more parts of them. I enjoyed it. The f- clothes and the, the apartments mm. and oh my God, it's just fab. And it just makes you want to go and live in New York again. I'm looking forward to watching <laughs> the whole thing. And I must say, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to be like, this is cringe. And I actually really enjoyed it. And as you say, it's great to see older women, yeah. older in inverted commas, being cool and wearing class clothes and just being themselves, you know? Yeah, well, like the one thing I would say is like Charlotte has not aged today, I feel. She looks... Except, the oh, the exact, lips are terrible She though. looks the exact same, but air yeah. look, whatever makes you feel better. Hey, we'll talk about it again after you've watched the second episode, perhaps. But I don't know if they're mm. going to release two every week now or one every week or what they're going to do. I couldn't do. inflict two on Stuart last night. I was like, I just got away with the one, but I will watch it um, before we meet again. But... Um, yeah, I just don't know if it's two every week now or one every week or what way they're going to do it. But An awful lot of my viewing time recently was taken up by I'm a Celebrity, which is over now. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, thank yes, God. Yes, yes. I'll have a bit more time for stuff. Uh, Danny Miller won. I was glad. I liked him. I liked him from the start. So that was cool. Although very surprised David Ginola wasn't second. But um, Oh, yeah. Where'd she come? Yeah, it was good. Third. Oh. Third or fourth. No, fourth. Oh, yeah, because it was Frankie. Fourth. Frankie yeah. from Saturday. Frankie was third. And your man yeah. from Carol then as a... Yes, Simon, I don't know what his surname is. All they were all nice. They were all funny. They were all good. It was a bit of a mess of a series though, wasn't it? With the storm and then with like Mm, the intruders and Yeah, yeah, it's it was a bit of a Richard Maidley going out as well. I'd say they'll be very Um, happy to get back to Australia next year if they can, you know. I was saying to Sure, I wonder if they will go back because surely it's a hell of a lot cheaper for them to make it in Wales than it is in Australia. And I mean, what does Australia add except maybe some of the bikini shower scenes, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that they don't have here like well you see um, I think actually the trials are better because they have more creatures and creepy craw- crawlies and stuff like that they don't have as much of that in the one in Wales there was a lot of like blood and guts and like rotten meat and fruit yeah. and stuff like yeah. that whereas True. in Australia they had a lot of like animals and ostriches and you know they'd mad stuff like I don't know I think I prefer the Australian one I couldn't really get mm. into it now I'm not wouldn't be the biggest fan anyway but I did watch a few and your man was so annoying, that naughty boy. Oh, my Naughty boy. God. Oh, he was terrible. By the what end, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, there was that trial. We only watched a bit of it last, was it last Saturday? And, like, there was three of them doing it, and they were passing along a key. And your man, like, just oh, kept blaming everyone else. And I was like, oh, my God, just own it. Like, you were crap. Just say you were crap, you know? <laughs> to be honest, that was probably one of his worst trials. Like, he did quite well in, in some of the other trials. But irritating. Oh, talk about a shrinking violet. Like, he was just like, it was, I'm, I'm just hurt by what you were saying. And there's no need to shout at me. And then he kept giving out to people about how they were cooking dinner. But then he couldn't take it. Like, you know, he'd give out about things and he'd say things that upset people. But he couldn't take anything back. Yeah. Like, oh... 
just one of these people I'd say who's never been told off or told to fuck off in his life you know yeah. and he just gets away with it you know and he was telling stories about like Beyonce ringing him in the middle of the day and things like this you know and you think how does someone like that make it like I know, you know? when you see the character but like but you don't anyway. know I suppose in the background and like tell sometimes people with talent as well aren't the greatest people you know communicators <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and the other thing then we we watched last week in case anybody's looking for a watch over Christmas I would recommend because I like watching kind of fantasy-esque kind of things over Christmas you know Um, we started watching Wheel of Time which is on Amazon Prime the last one is on this week we just blitzed them all last week and I think it's actually every Thursday that it's out so it is kind of fantasy-esque so the first episode was a bit rubbish now I have to say well the second half, the first episode was mental, but the first 20 minutes I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get behind this. Some of the characters are a bit weak and stuff. But basically it's mm. that whole kind of fantasy time of like, you know, you know, goodies and baddies and, you know, creatures and mythical stuff and all that stuff, like old, that old worldy fantasy vibe, you know. Um, And it's based on some novels, it's a book series. So there's probably going to be a good few series of it. Um, the Eye of the World was the first volume of these books, and like I said, it is the Wheel of Time, so it's all going to cover all those books, I think, in these series. So, um, there was a good cast in it, actually, like a few good few people I recognized, but at the same time, I couldn't necessarily tell you <laughs> like what they were in and things like that, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, who's in it is your man, the Irish guy that was in Game of Thrones. What is his bloody name? I miss, uh, I had my list and now I've lost it. Oh, I know him, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's in it. He's mm-hmm. a star. And there are he's some nice lots actor, of yeah. very beautiful people in it. Um, and it's all about uh, trying to find out basically who this, the dragon who's going to come to save the world. Now, it's not an actual dragon. It's just the way that the, the word that they use. But there is um, very good dynamics in it and very handsome people to watch. And <laughs> um, it is, uh, like I said, fantasy-esque. So some of it's kind of scary and some of it's kind of sexy. And it's it's typical fantasy TV show kind of, but wouldn't be as extreme or mental now as Game of Thrones or anything like that. You know, it's like a tame version of that. But um, it's very interesting. I like how they're doing it. It's very female powered the strongest characters in it are all females there's definitely like I thought it was written by a woman I'll be honest with you until I read it and it's not mm. um like Rosamund Pike is in it um she's one of the main mm. characters in it um mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's very like all these kind of witchy kind of characters are the, the strongest characters and they're kind of the ones who basically rule the roost and, and have power and then if men get power they can't actually handle the power so they have to it drives them crazy <laughs> if they go crazy yeah. like so it's a very good like you know I don't know yeah. <laughs> analogy for modern life analogy is the word um, mm. so I really enjoyed it it was really good actually uh, the first half of the first episode is very violent all these kind of creatures come into the town looking for this dragon the reborn dragon and I won't go into too much detail because there is kind of a whole story behind that but it's basically to save the world this person is born and they know that they were born 20 something years ago and they know it's one of these five people basically and um, but the first half of the first episode when those kind of creature things come in it's so violent it's mental I've never seen anything like it like they're just ripping people's limbs apart and it's like 
really well done CGI because it's really, mm. really violent. But other than that, it's uh, just more like the story and all that. But if you're uh, yeah into badass women, it's massively about badass women and oh, uh, really enjoying it. Good. So yeah, check it out. I think it's the last episode now this Friday. But you can tell so, that it's already going to go to another series, you know, that kind of way. OK, um, so we'll... We'll have time and it's on Amazon Prime. We'll, Wheel of Time and Amazon Prime. Cool. Um, I might line that up because I'm about, I've one episode of Squid Game left. <laughs> oh, Jesus so Christ. <laughs> but think you're not the TV part, I'd say. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. Um, what we did watch this week, though, very quickly, though, because we've gone way over on the TV section, but um, another recommendation for Christmas movies for kids, Stickman. I'd never seen it before. It's lovely. <laughs> so cute. Aww. Oh, my God. It's really cute. Have you seen it? No. It's really short. We'll watch it over Christmas when we're home. It's fab. Um, and the uh, I think it's on Netflix. And the other thing is we are watching a thing called You Don't Know Me. Sunday Night Drama BBC mm. One. Very good. Four parter. We've seen three now. Uh, starts with a guy in court doing. He sacked his solicitor and he is standing giving his own defence closing argument Mm. and it's literally him telling the story of what's happened he's up for murder Um, and it's just kind of jumping around in time you know and going back to all these things that happened to him Um, and it's really good it's just kind of done in a different way you know Mm. Um, bouncing between these two you know it's not a linear kind of timeline um, and good acting and good characters and you just don't know what way it's going to end up you know there's all these characters and you just don't know how it's going to end up for any of them really except him because he's in the dock you know but um, just a recommendation if people are looking for something drama wise to watch Um, and the other thing was no that was it that was pretty much everything I think well, there's probably about there seven go. other things I watched a lot of TV the last week so yeah. I was on holidays but uh, so we'll have more to talk about next week but yeah that's a yeah. good taste okay. of things to watch over Christmas anyway indeed uh, right number three three so our fox of the week this week is none other than Katie Taylor. Oh. Yeah, fine Irish woman. Born on the 2nd of July 1986. She's a professional boxer and former footballer. She was born to Bridget and Peter. Peter was a senior light heavyweight champion in 1986. He was originally an electrician but became Katie's full-time trainer over time. Her mother Bridget was also heavily involved in boxing and became one of the earliest female referees and judges in Ireland. Um, Katie began boxing in 1998, age 12. At 15, she fought her first official sanctioned female boxing match at the National Stadium, beating Alana Audley from Belfast. Her first big win was at the European Amateur Boxing Championships in Norway in 2005, where she won gold. She had a slew of other wins over the following years, including European and world titles. In 2012, she qualified for the Olympics. This was the first time women's boxing had been included. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, yeah, it's mad. Yeah, that wasn't a long ago. Crazy. Mad. Uh, she was the Irish flag bearer and the country went absolutely nuts for it with songs being released about her um, and and major parties going on when the Olympics were on. She beat Russia's Sofia Okigava in the final, becoming the first ever Olympic female lightweight champion and, of course, the gold medal winner. Uh, at school, as well as boxing, she played soccer, football and camogie. On top of this, she was a member of the Bray Runners Athletic Club uh, it was rumoured that several American colleges tried to recruit her for sports scholarships at the time, but she chose to go to UCD, but never took up her place because her sporting career took off, obviously. Unfortunately, her next trip to the Olympics in 2016 wasn't quite as successful when she was beaten in the quarterfinals. However, that same year, she decided to go prof- 
professional and had her first fight in November in London, which she won. She basically went on a winning spree after that and Sky Sports were like showing her fights on box office and everything quite quickly. Um, in her amateur boxing career, Taylor won five consecutive gold medals at the World Cham- Women's World Championships, gold six times at the European Championships and gold five times at the European Union Championships. She's credited with raising the profile of women's boxing at home and abroad and is regarded as the outstand- an outstanding Irish athlete of her generation. Uh, when she turned professional in 2016 and as of 2020 was ranked the world's best active female lightweight, she's known for her fast-paced, aggressive boxing style. She's a two-weight world champion and the current undisputed lightweight champion, having held the WA title since 2017. Now, there's about 20 other titles yeah, listed here crazy, that she, yeah. she has. She became one of only eight boxers in history, male or female, to hold all four major world titles in boxing the WBA, WBC, IBF and WBO simultaneously. She defended her undisputed lightweight champion of the world title for the sixth time last weekend, hence why she's on Fox Force 5 this weekend, and won in a unanimous decision victory over Kazakhstan's Feruza Sharapova at the Echo Arena in Liverpool. She was speaking to the press afterwards and said, overall, it's a 20th win in 20 fights. I'm still undefeated and undisputed. I can't complain. I want to be involved in the biggest fights possible and to fight Amanda Serrano would be the biggest fight ever in female boxing. It will happen one day, but I'm certainly not thinking of retirement right now. Everyone else is thinking about it, but not me. (laughs) After a fight she won in September against Jennifer Han, she said, I'm confident I will end my career as unbeaten and undisputed world champion. We are too, Katie. But besides her boxing life, she's fairly private. Yeah. She's quite religious and she's had some ups and downs. Her dad was actually involved in that shooting, shooting in the Bray Boxing Club in 2018. But he survived. I think he was a sort of innocent bystander, you know. So um, we we're very proud of her. Yeah, brilliant. Nice to have a young fox this week. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is as well about her is like, I kind of, you know, it's because she's getting older, people are like, oh, is she retired? And I know that's kind of the nature of the sport, but like she keeps going, you know what I mean? And I think oh, man, she she's must solid. be so sick of people asking her about retirement and stuff like that. I'd say she's mm-hmm. like, I mean, as soon as she starts to lose, obviously it'll be kind of more of a thing, but she's unreal. And the stuff when yeah. you watch it, like you kind of hear about it and you're like, oh, like we, I actually didn't know she was back from this weekend. We usually watch it, to be honest with you, when it's on. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of sad we missed it. Um, But yeah, like she's a, battle acts like unbelievable when you actually watch them and sometimes it's so entertaining because you don't know sometimes who's winning you know like there's one around for one yeah. person and the last few of her now this one I didn't see but the last two before that when she fought the same girl was really close you know it was really really like mm-hmm. you couldn't determine who was winning so it's so exciting because at the end you're like oh my gosh you know who knows what's going to happen here so if you haven't watched yeah. one of the boxing matches too I would say definitely throw it on next time it was on mm-hmm. a Saturday night because it's highly entertaining I mean it's brutal Brutal, like the way they kick the crap out of each other, but um, or should I say, punch the crap out of each other? But mm. uh, it's fascinating. And the other thing I was going to say is, I don't know, was it the Irish Sports Personality of the Year? Like six out of the eight people are women this year. So that's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Come yeah. on, the girls. Fantastic. So like Rachel Black, because I was going to say like more big that. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, I think if Katie was a male, you know, she'd be even bigger. You know that kind of way, and I kind of feel like. Despite the fact that, generally speaking, everybody loves her, like, I still think that if she was a male, she'd be celebrated more, you know, we'd be raving about her more. Um, But look, as you say, people should watch her when she's fighting, give her the support. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's about we're she's, she's one of them as well, obviously. But um, yeah, amazing. So like, it's just to go through it. There's only the two 
men are Kean Lynch, who's the Limerick curler, and Jason Smith, who was a para, uh, he's a Paralympian. And then the women are Ellen Keane. So she obviously won gold medal at the Paralympics for Ireland. Katie Taylor, we've just discussed. Kelly Harrington, who also won a gold medal um, in Tokyo for lightweight boxing. Leona Maguire, the golfer. Uh, Rachel Blackmore, who we spoke about before and who we had as Fox of the Week as well. And Vicky Wall, who I didn't know Jockey. much about, but she is... Um, Football, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, we're on the girls. Yeah. What a great year, though, for Wonderful. female sports. So it's great that we had her. To Hopefully, one again. of them will win it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say they will. I'd say, like, well, yeah. if I had my money on it, I'd say it's Rachel Blackmore this year. No, go on, Katie. Fox of the week number four. Four. So this week I'm talking about something a bit random because I thought I'd talk about uh, it's not social media, but it is something that's on the internet that I think would be a joy for people to do. And I came across this because mm. I was going to talk about kind of Christmas cooking and Christmas cooking accounts and things like that. And I might still do that. Mm. But Jamie Oliver is actually so you can actually go to jamieoliverCookeryschool.com and you can actually pay for cooking classes online. I thought this might help you now, Kelly, you know. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, God forbid, if you get stuck in the UK for Christmas, you might need it. But you can go online and you Google can... Google <laughs> how to defrost a turkey in the back. But you can... Um, me, you can pay for cookie, cookery class, Jamie Oliver cookery class. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, fab. So, are you putting on a Christmas jumper? <laughs> I am actually, I'm cold. I've got my Christmas pug here. Larry. I I better get away out of this. Uh, yeah, I'll take my headphones off, but keep talking there. Thing keep is talking. horrendous, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she doesn't care now because I insulted her cooking, so she doesn't want to listen to me. <laughs> I was just going to say you don't care about me. Your hair is lovely, by the way. I just noticed it. It's lovely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, go on. <laughs> oh, God, I think it's nice. Anyway, so um, every week, I don't know about next week, but this week, it looks like it's every week because it's going on now from this week up until uh, the last class that they can see is like the 20th. But it's all different cookery classes. You can do Christmas cookery classes. You can do edible Christmas bits. So about mince pies and stuff mm. like that. Um. I think it's got, like obviously there's loads of stuff for free on the Jamie Oliver website as well. Like I'm not hawking mm. his <laughs> cookery class. What kind of money is this? Twenty nine pounds. So they're two hours and he, long. He'll be teaching live kind of thing. Yeah, so it's two hours long, and um, we're, we're going to anyway to see what the crack yeah, is. Yeah, or if you want to do I mean? something, maybe as a group of friends or something, it might be something to mm. do. I mean, it is expensive, but like mm. there's lots of different things. Like there's a paella one. And then there's loads of Christmassy ones. And then there's like, mm. I don't know, is this a regular thing? Or there's a Thai feast, which looks unreal. Chicken needs to set up his own OnlyFans. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so you get your cookery list. Like you get that anyway, without even paying. So <laughs> you could nearly get the groceries mm. and like, you know, um, <laughs> want to uh, arrange it yourself. But then you can put in, you can select up to 21 people if you want to like go for the class. So you can pay for big groups oh. to do it. So it's a nice idea if you wanted to do something as like a yeah. work group or something. Um, mm-hmm. and like you, you get the time and the date in advance. So like the one I'm looking at here, the Thai one is on next Tuesday from half three to half five, you know, so it's, it's all different mm-hmm. uh, weekday days. Uh, also at the weekend, a lot of the Christmas ones are on Friday and Saturday this week. I'm sure there's more on again next week, but I'm sure this is a normal thing that it's on all the time, but I just came across mm-hmm. it today because I thought it was, um, a nice idea if people wanted to do something a bit different. It is a nice idea. Yeah, so the yeah. one that's on this weekend as well. Yeah, the edible Christmas gifts. It looks like mince pies and little treats like that. It looks lovely, I must say. But mm. um, 
yeah, so I thought it was just a different little idea. Jamie Oliver Cookery School, um, if anybody wants to do something a bit different. So if you were clever, you invest in the thing, enjoy the class and then make stuff you can give people as presents. Yeah, but the thing is too, like, I know we're, we're still allowed a few people over, so it's fine. You could, one of you pay for it and you have it on the video and you all get the ingredients to go to somebody's house and you do it there, mm. you know? So mm-hmm. like, you don't have to mm-hmm. pay 29 quid each. Like if you just want mm-hmm. to do something a bit different, it would be good crack probably yeah. to have the laptop on the background and do your cookery yeah. class and all that, you know? Have some mulled wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it might be an idea for people. But uh, yeah, and just on that, yeah, of course, there's lots of other accounts and stuff for cookery, Christmas cooking, all that jazz. Um, my personal favourite, it would be Jamie or Nigella does a decadent roast, you know, so you have to go for, that's what we do in Clarny. We'll have the Nigella book on the go for the red sauce and the cranberry sauce and the, you know, red cabbage and all that jazz. So I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, something a bit different this week in case anybody's looking for something to do or wants to have a nose. And- Nigella and her... Nigel and her microwave. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, that was definitely done on purpose, like 100%. Totally. Because yeah, yeah. she does it with other words as well. But yeah, we still love Nigel. Anyway, yeah, I love her. Um, cool. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, so jamieoliver.com or something. No, it's it? jamieolivercookeryschool.com. And uh, Kelly, I found your Christmas present. <laughs> joking. <laughs> I'm only mocking her because she's not great at cooking stuff like that. It's other stuff you're very good at. Thank you. But just, you know, the cook. Never mind. Like That's Christmas great. Day in our house is getting does the starter. It's the cold no. starter. <laughs> well, maybe somebody else should do the fucking starters, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Cleaning up after your messy asses. Anyway. <laughs> no, you do the starter so you don't have to clean up. You never do the clean up. I do all the cleaning. I clean up the kitchen behind you always. I'm like the. Oh, well, no, but you don't the do the post dinner clean up, like. No, horrible job. no, because it's because we've been in the kitchen for about six hours in the road. I know, to the thing is, I prefer to be in the kitchen for six hours than to do the post-dinner cleanup. So, well, you know, don't tell Stuart, but actually, it's nice to be away from the kids as well. I'm quite happy to be in the kitchen and like drinking mimosas before we um, hit the turkey. Uh, but anyway, yeah, cool. Roll on Christmas Day, absolutely, yeah. Okay, number five. Five. So, music news this week, I've got two um, bits, but we're, we're, it's quite a long podcast, so I'm going to. Push through. So you probably saw during the week that uh, Mickey Nesmith died, uh, oh. who was Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Um, oh. He died age 78. He was the tall, dark guy with the beanie hat he used to always wear, which was sad. They, you know, they sang songs like Daydream Believer yeah. and I'm a Believer and they had their own popular TV show. I'm pretty sure at some stage when I was a kid, I mixed up the Monkees and the Beatles. Me too, you know, I did. That, they yeah. had that kind of look. Yeah, yeah. And Davy Jones was so like Paul McCartney, I think. Yeah. But, um, he wrote not n- numerous kind of top um, hits as well, like Listen to the Band, Sunny Girlfriend and Tapioca Tundra. Uh, his family said he passed <laughs> away this name week. What a for a song. Is that a song's name? Tapioca Tundra. Yeah, yeah. Tapioca Tundra. Uh, fellow Monkeys band member Mickey Delenn said he was heartbroken having lost a dear oh. friend and partner. Actually, Mickey Delenn is the, the last one left alive. And the two of them were out touring. Ah. a couple of months ago they went on a tour for three months it was fab so he said it was grateful we could spend the last couple of months together doing what we love best singing, laughing and doing shtick and there's a little video of them at a kind of an interval um, on their la- their last show oh. and they're giving each other a hug and they, uh, you can see him saying I love you oh, the, oh so sad. oh god so sad. 
The Monkees were originally put together for a TV show and found fame with songs that were written for them. However, Nesmith, Delenz, Peter Tork and Britt David Jones went on to take full control of their music. After filming a music video for his single Rio in 1977, Nesmith came up with the idea of a TV programme consisting entirely of promo clips. Audio records are played on radio, so a video record should be played on video, on television, he wrote in his memoir. There should be a broadcast component for the music video, just like there is for records. Nesmith's idea was called Pop Clips, and he saw the intellectual intellectual property MTV. to Time Warner, who used to develop oh, and launch MTV. MTV, wow. And wait, wait till you hear this last fun fact as well about him. He was raised by a single mother. She was a secretary, uh, and she used to do painting as a kind of a sideline. And electric typewriters were kind of common at the time, but it was hard to correct mistakes. So she created a paint at home that matched the typing paper in her office. The invention later became liquid paper, also known as Tipex. Oh, wow. Isn't that mad? Wow. Random. So he invented MTV and she invented Tipex, like mad. (laughs) Um, But there you go. He was a character anyway and like loads of outpouring of love for him this week. So um, stick on Daydream Believer. Yeah. Yeah. So Midgeur was one of the people that came out this week and he said he was underrated talent, musician, songwriter and video artist. There you go. The other one thing I want to mention really quickly was this week, the Minister for Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaeltic, Sport and Media, Catherine Martin, announced there would be more supports made to the live events industry. As of Tuesday, nightclubs are closed until January 9th um, and live events are restricted at 50% capacity and seating only. The sports they have outlined are 5 million for seasonal musical theatre and pantomime, 34 million for live performance Supports game, 5 million for local authorities, artists and performance supports, 5 million adaptation grants for venues and 1 million for the St. Patrick's Day Festival, whatever the F that's going to look like. I imagine that is like literally to keep the lights mm-hmm. on, probably 1 million rather than anything actually happening. Yeah. The minister is examining how further supports can be provided to the broader event sector. A further extension of the music and entertainment business assistance scheme will, uh, which supports business in the music sector will be announced in January. This scheme has provided grant support to businesses to cover costs up to the end of December. God help them all, all the people that work in live events and nightclubs and DJs and performers. And it's just heartbreaking for them. This is going on so long. If they survive this, mm-hmm. like, I know. Uh, but anyway, so there you go. But it's good. They've got some money, at least some bit of money. So um, yeah. onwards and upwards. There you go. That was number five. That is Fox Wars 5 this Woo-hoo. week. We're pushing on to 50 minutes. So people are going to get pissed off listening to us. So um, <laughs> we better get on with it. It's because we're in the Christmas spirit and we talked a lot about Six and Six. We did. We it's are. worth it. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Kelly, for coordinating, as usual. Thank you, Nicola, for, <laughs> and your company. for being here. And um, I'm just going to be annoyed with you for giving out about my cooking. Not. Um, <laughs> Happy, enjoy the rest of the week, everyone. We hope you've had a last nice weekend before the Christmas chaos descends truly. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Now, next week, I don't know when we're going to get the podcast out because we're supposed to be traveling back to Ireland on Tuesday, etc. So I need to work out when we can record and all that. But I, the, we will have some sort of a presence next week <laughs> at some point. So, okay. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, happy Christmas. Thanks be all. merry, be bright. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.